Well, let's see, season three, episode eight. Yes, I'm actually finishing up work at the radio station, setting out my car, and um, preparing a little bowl of peaches and cream tobacco in my pipe. So, but um, yeah, it's kind of nice. It's, you know, here it is early September, still nice and warm, but not so warm that you're boiling in the car. So, um, yeah, any case, but, you know, hey, we've got yet another great midweek bonus episode for you. Um, more stupidity. Um, nothing really out there, but, you know, any stupidity is good stupidity. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy. Welcome to my stupid world. I'm Insane Eric Lane, the uh, stupid host that will um, guide you through another maze of stupidity. And as I have always said, all the names are, are real. None of the names have been changed because everything you hear is true because we've all done something stupid. And some of those stupidities will be shared on my Telegram channel, which you can check out if you join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. You can uh, get a little sample of that, plus a, a link to download the Telegram app on your device. Very good app too, by the way. It can, it's for Apple, for Android, uh, for desktop, you know, Linux or Windows or whatever. You can uh, check that all out at t.me slash Insane Eric Lane. That's t dot M-E slash Insane Eric Lane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Uh, and don't forget, you know, whenever you um, listen to these stupid stories, share them with your friends because we've all done something really stupid and listening to these stories probably will improve your attitude. Now, don't forget, this is the midweek bonus episode. We have the regular weekend episode featuring my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, where we've got more stupidity from Florida and beyond, and we enjoy a good game of our insane game show, doing things like, you know, um, porn star or weatherman, um, steakhouse or gay bar, things of this nature. It's always fun to see what... Uh, what insane, what my insane nephew thinks about, you know, but nothing is as insane as the lovers squabbles that come about from time to time. And, you know, people do get into scuffles and arguments when you're in relationships, but it's not always a gourmet battle. <clears throat> uh, but in the case of a 44 year old Florida woman, well, she is behind bars after one gourmet battle, after allegedly <clears throat> attacking her husband with a plate of spaghetti in a domestic pasta battery that left the victim, quote, covered in meat sauce. Investigators charge that Melissa Daigle was intoxicated, of course she was, during a family discussion that turned violent when she threw her dinner, a plate of spaghetti, at her spouse. Now the spaghetti struck the torso and the lap of her husband. Of course, the victim was not injured, just covered in meat sauce, reported a sheriff's deputy who responded to the couple's home in Largo, Florida. Daigle was arrested for domestic battery, for throwing spaghetti. Yeah, throwing spaghetti gets you arrested for domestic battery, and she got booked in the county jail. Wouldn't you just love, well, what are you in for? Well, I threw spaghetti at my husband. 
During recorded parents, by the way, she, uh, the judge barred Daigle from having any contact with her husband and ordered her to be outfitted with an alcohol monitoring device. Police said that Daigle and the victim have been married for 20 years. The confrontation occurred in front of the couple's adult children. That's kind of interesting. You've got the adult children witnessing the parents acting like little children. Daigle, who works, by the way, at a Largo bar, was arrested earlier for allegedly spitting on her husband and striking him in the face with her car keys during a confrontation at their residence. You see, there might be a problem here, you know? Anyway, prosecutors subsequently declined to pursue charges against Daigle. Then police found the couple covered in spaghetti following this early morning argument at their Clearwater home. While the combatants were each arrested for domestic battery, prosecutors declined to pursue charges against them. Okay, <laughs> well, I know it can get a little, um, I don't know, aggressive like that. So it, it's, and, and, you know, being in a relationship can be stressful. Not as stressful, though, as trying to be in a relationship and being stuck at home, doing all your work over Zoom. And we've been using Zoom now for about 18 months. Just think, 18 months or two years ago, nobody even knew what Zoom was. Well, we've been doing it now for 18 months, and there's a new survey that's out. It found that half of us have been told, you're on mute. 51% of those have been told they needed to unmute themselves. And 44% of us um, feel secondhand embarrassment when we have to tell somebody they're on mute. There are um, some phrases that I think, we're, I think we can all agree we're just really tired of hearing on Zoom. For instance... Um, I like this. Uh, number one, can you all hear me? Can you all hear me? Hello? Can can you all hear me? Or how about this one? Oops, we lost you there for a second. <laughs> Another thing I think we may be here of, sick of hearing on Zoom. Uh, you're on mute. Yeah, I'm definitely tired of that. Or how about this? Oh, sorry, man. My connection sucks. <laughs> or uh, please mute yourself if you're not speaking. Oh, don't forget, you're on mute. You can speak now. Another phrase I think we're tired of hearing on Zoom, ah, technology, mm. or I love your background, or how about this one? Let's talk about it offline. What a concept. Another thing we're sick of hearing people say on Zoom, I'll get, get it to you by the end of the day. Well, that one kind of seems normal. I don't know. And finally, can everybody, can everybody see my screen? These are just the new phrases that we're using on Zoom. Uh, there was a guy on TikTok here not long ago that actually posted a video of the same stuff that you hear in the first five minutes of every Zoom meeting. Thank you guys for joining. Well, we got a couple more folks joining, so we'll just give them a second. Can you guys hear me, by the way? Is it it's coming in clear? Okay. No, because I could see you, but I couldn't hear you. And, and happy, uh, happy Wednesday. Or is it, it's Tuesday, isn't it? One of those weeks. I've been doing like a daily walk in the morning just to, you know, feel like a commute. Should we get started or where, where are you guys calling from? Let me actually ping him because he did accept the invite. Are you coming? Okay, we can get started. And then when he joins, oh, there, there you go. Yeah, no, no, we're just getting started. I think after spending all this time in a Zoom meeting and listening to all these people and all the little boxes on the screen, I just want to stab myself in the eye, you know? Well, actually, you don't want to do that. You don't want to even stab yourself at all if you can help it. 
unlike this man. Remember the woman that was awarded millions of dollars after she burned herself on spilled coffee after hitting up the McDonald's drive-thru? I don't think Taco Bell will have to worry about this being their fault. Probably. A 39-year-old man in Omaha, Nebraska went to the Taco Bell drive-thru there at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. I guess he had a lot going on. In addition to driving, he was, well, eating for one thing, and he was also talking to a friend on a phone for another thing, and he was also admiring a knife that somebody had given him, all at the same time while going through the drive-thru. Now, I'm not sure if it was the same friend as the one on the phone, I don't know, but at anyway, some point, his vehicle must have hit a large pothole or bump or something in the road, and the jolt made him, quote, accidentally stab his right thigh with the knife, leaving him with a deep puncture wound that was larger than an inch across. Whoops. The man drove himself to the emergency room. We don't know what his condition is, but it is kind of uh, hard to believe the story, you know. I mean, it's really amazing. The most dangerous thing in his car was not Taco Bell. <laughs> he did a he did pretty incredible damage to his body, though. And after eating Taco Bell, he also stabbed himself. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you can't have any kind of weapons in a car while you're trying to figure out what you want to eat at a drive-thru and talk on the phone at the same time. I guess multitasking wasn't one of his strong points. But a lot of parents don't like their kids playing with knives, and some folks don't like their kids playing some of those video games that are pretty violent, like Grand Theft Auto. But these kids found themselves literally within the game of Grand Theft Auto in real life. Police in St. Louis arrested a 24-year-old man named Antonio Woods after he allegedly stole a go-kart from three kids, ages 4, 6, and 9. But he didn't just push him aside. No, no, no. He pulled a gun, pointed it at the 9-year-old, and demanded, give me your go-kart. Well, they did. And so he jumped in and took off. Well, the kid's grandmother happened to catch the whole thing. And, of course, she called the cops. Well, they caught up with the guy. He led him on a brief chase before crashing into a tree. But they ended up charging him with robbery. And the kids did get their go-kart back, although I'm not sure what shape it was in. Of course, it wouldn't be surprising if the authorities added a charge for pulling a gun on children. Nobody has mentioned anything about that yet. But, I don't know, I mean, there is some grainy footage of the incident, which I'll have to put on my Telegram channel, which you'll have to end up checking out, I guess. But who checked out? I mean, who do you think checked this? This is, you may have heard this story. The Transportation Security Administration, they, they actually shared a video of a block of raw chicken that ended up on the baggage carousel at the Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. Now, the TSA said in an Instagram post that the chicken had apparently been in a cooler in checked baggage but it must have come free of its container at some point and ended on the carousel. Now, the post noted, don't wing your travel packing. In order to keep from ruffling any feathers, meat should be properly packaged. Ice or dry ice is permitted to keep the flock chilled. <laughs> what do you know? TSA actually has a sense of humor. I mean, maybe TSA would have caught it sooner if they weren't so busy feeling up human breasts and thighs? I don't know. 
and there's probably no science to this, but people are having loads of fun with this. The newest TikTok trend, testing your cat's intelligence by holding the cat up against a wall. I guess you can try this at home, I don't know, but some cats will you put their legs out to stop themselves. Others just let their owners mash their face right into the wall without doing anything. Now, according to TikTok, if they put their legs out, well, that means they're smart. And if they don't, they're a moron. There's no real reason to think that this is actually true, but it sure is funny how some cats do and how some don't. And, well, there's a good roundup of videos I'll have to post in my Telegram channel so you can check them out. My wife actually tried this on me one time by pushing me into a wall. I'm a moron, by the way, in case you didn't know. Speaking of morons, in a not-so-shocking turn of events, known vaccine skeptic Joe Rogan has tested positive for COVID, and he had to postpone his show in Nashville. Well, he made the announcement in an Instagram post. I got back from the road Saturday night feeling very weary. I had a headache, and I just felt just run down. And throughout the night, I got fevers and sweats, and I knew what was going on. So I got up in the morning, got tested, and it turns out I got COVID. So we immediately threw the kitchen sink at it, all kinds of meds, monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin, Z-Pak, prednisone, everything. And I also got an NAD drip and a vitamin drip, and I did that three days in a row. Here we are on Wednesday, and I feel great. I really only had one bad day. Sunday sucked. But Monday was better, Tuesday felt better than Monday, and today I feel good. A wonderful, heartfelt thank you to Modern Medicine for pulling me out of this so quickly and easily. And uh, my love to all of you. So when Joe tested positive, he said he immediately threw the kitchen sink at it. This included taking the medication that is used to deworm horses and cows, which you have heard called ivermectin. Now, ivermectin has gone viral, so viral, in fact, that the FDA actually had to tweet, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, seriously, y'all, stop it. <laughs> but maybe Joe is part horse because he said, I really only had one bad day. I feel good. I actually feel pretty effing good. So maybe ivermectin did work? I don't know. I mean, doctors everywhere are warning COVID patients against taking ivermectin. But this might answer the question of what happens when you do ask your doctor about ivermectin. Do you have COVID? Then ask your doctor about ivermectin and he'll say no. N-O. Ivermectin is not clinically proven to cure COVID-19. But I asked my doctor anyway and he had some questions for me. Do you have hooves? Do you have a mane? Are you pulling a stagecoach? Do you eat hay and poop standing up? Side effects of asking your doctor about ivermectin include berating, belittling, backhanded insults, excessive wagging of the finger, and a nearly uncontrollable side-to-side -side shaking of the head. I said no! Don't let some podcaster's Twitter feed inform your opinion on ivermectin. And instead, ask your doctor. Well, looking at your chart, I can see right here at the top that your name is not Joe Rogan. So, if you're thinking of asking your doctor about ivermectin, don't! don't! And all this time, you thought Joe's cough was from smoking too much weed. Well, there you go. 
Well, speaking of this whole COVID thing, I mean, the pandemic is still happening, and you may have wondered, what are the chances that you might have been exposed to the virus, but not gotten symptoms? Uh, this is a real deal here, folks. Uh, infectious disease specialist Monica Gun Gandhi says that it's really so transmissible that I think there's a high chance, depending on the community transmission rate in your area, if you have a substantial or high transmission rate in your area, area uh, based on the CDC definitions, that you may have been exposed. Epidemiologist Jennifer Nuzzo says it's also important to realize being exposed doesn't necessarily equate to infection. But the Delta variant is so transmissible that if you've been out and about in an area with a lot of spread and you didn't wear a mask or you didn't social distance, there's a solid chance that you have been exposed. Nuzo says whether exposure causes an infection really depends on a few factors. How close you were to the infected person who was shedding the virus, or how much virus that person was putting out, and what the ventilation was like in the area where you were. Now, Gandhi says that uh, many vaccinated people who were exposed probably wouldn't notice as they may have produced an immune response that successfully fought off the virus before it could really cause any symptoms. Also, the growing consensus among infectious disease specialists is that we're all going to be exposed to COVID-19 at some point, and as such, it's probably best to do uh, so with some immunity, which you can get via a vaccine. So this is what's so confusing. In a sense, nobody knows if you're going to get it, but you should wear a mask and get a vaccine anyway. I don't know. And maybe if you did get it and you didn't have symptoms, you could have given it to somebody else, but then you've got the antibodies and you're immune. So do you really need a vaccine? Well, get a vaccine anyway. You don't know what to believe anymore. I mean, I've got three people in my household that I won't say they caught COVID. I'm just going to say they tested positive, which could mean anything because my, my wife got the vaccine and then she tested positive. Was that a false positive? I don't know. I don't think anybody else does. The fact is, I haven't gotten any symptoms. And every time I went tested, I got a negative test. And I wore masks and I social distanced and I washed my hands and did all that kind of stuff. And they said, well, maybe you gave it to them. Well, if I gave it to them, how come I didn't give it to my coworkers? Because I was around them as much as I was around my family. I don't know. I'm just so confused. The whole thing is just so stupid. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. We'll see. So far, I'm knocking on wood. But if you've been striking out with the ladies, why don't you shove a couple of cotton balls in your mouth and see what happens? <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe you're okay with COVID, but you've been striking out with the ladies. Well, there's a new study that found that women might find men more attractive if they mumble a lot. Yeah, researchers recorded 42 people speaking and had a separate group rate how attractive their voices were. People who mumble tend to blend their vowels together. So they ran all the audio through a program that looked at speech patterns and how far apart different vowel sounds were. Yeah, they actually spent time doing this. They found that guys who mumbled a lot got higher ratings than men who spoke clearly and were easy to understand. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's why disc jockeys have a hard time finding dates. Because we like to practice good elocution. 
We don't really like to mumble, you know. Well, the opposite was true for female voices, though. Men thought that women who spoke clearly were more attractive than the women who mumbled. A study shows that women are more attracted to men who mumble. So find guys who can't speak properly on the new dating app, Mumbler. So what do you do for a living? Oh, I can Oh my God, that's so hot. Find the perfect match. Whether you're attached to gibberish or if nonsense is just better than what he's actually saying. Absolutely, I'll come back to your place. Because 90% of chemistry is body language. Did you just say you want to be exclusive? <clears throat> no, I did not say that that. Download Mumbler today, where our slogan is, that's so hot. And all this time, I thought the thing that turned women on was a big bank account. Men who mumble tend to be more attractive. Who'd have thought it? So I guess that's the secret to Syl Sylvester Stallone's success, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think guys that mumble are sissy. <clears throat> I do. You know? But hey, if you're a sissy pants, <clears throat> sorry, you, you can't do anything in China, especially if you're a celebrity. Yeah, the Chinese government has ordered a boycott of sissy pants celebrities as it escalates a fight against what it sees as a cultural import that threatens China's national strength. <laughs> China's a bunch of sissies. Well, in this directive, China TV's watchdog says entertainment programs should firmly reject the, quote, deformed aesthetics of Niang Pao. It's a derogatory term that refers to effeminate men. <laughs> the order came as Beijing tightens control over the country's entertainment industry, taking aim at an explosion of TV and streaming shows that hold increasing sway over pop culture and the youth. <laughs> Only sissy pants Chinese celebrities I know is Shang-Chi. <laughs> Seriously, guys wearing tan rings? Oh, please. It's a great big stupid world And we're feeling kind of queasy as it turns around Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media on Facebook, or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. -E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. 
And in your insane week in review, a murder hornet's nest has been found and eradicated in Washington state. The murder hornets themselves, though, were moved to Portland because, well, murder is legal there. A survey of 2,000 Americans asked whether seasonal foods, beverages, or activities should only be a treat that people enjoy during their matching seasons or year-round. You know, there are certain seasonal food junkies who want it all year. I won't name names, but let's just say on the 4th of July, these people would eat pumpkin-spiced hot dogs. Well, the survey was pretty split. 48% of people believe you can enjoy seasonal favorites year-round, but to me, it'd be a little weird to have something like stuffing on any other day than Thanksgiving. Although, there's plenty of stuffing on Valentine's Day, too. <clears throat> if you don't get the joke, I'm not going to explain it. A new study says retiring early can be bad for your brain. Of course, on the other hand, we just learned that not retiring before it's too late can result in the Taliban taking over Afghanistan. First Lady Jill Biden issued a message to parents and teachers in support of mask wearing and COVID-19 vaccinations, saying listening to science will keep schools open. But most people think it sounds like she's been listening to her drugged up son, Hunter. Many people also think kids should only be wearing masks on Halloween, which happens to be Jill's husband's favorite holiday because he can pretend to be the real president for a day. A Florida woman was arrested for stealing hundreds of dollars in Tommy Hilfinger merchandise and can be seen in her mugshot wearing one of the shirts with the tag still on it. Typical millennial. She can't even take a mugshot without tagging herself. China is limiting children to three hours of video games a week. They don't want them too tired, you know, to make LeBron shoes at the Nike factory. Now, three hours per week works out to, what, 25 minutes a day? Which, with today's video games, won't even get you past the opening tutorial, you know? Well, we do have somebody here to help explain this uh, terrible oppression. Hi, kids! The world is a big, scary place, and I'm going to help you make sense of it all! Let's learn about video games in China! If you like to play video games, then China's where you don't want to be! They have restrictions on your addictions, and the prescription is video games three hours a week! That's right! Kids in China can play video games for only three hours per week! What are they, a bunch of communists over there? If you spend your day playing video games, you won't be ready when the Chinese invade. Their soldiers are all prepared, no Fortnite in their underwear, so their brains are ready to play real war games. You'd better hope, kids, that when you're called to defend this great nation, that your rifle comes with a PS5 controller, you brainless zombies. Barney loves you! Universal Studios is opening a theme park in China. The most popular ride will be Escape from the Low Security Wuhan Lab. And last year, Pierce Brosnan put his Malibu home on the market for $100 million. Well, now it's been removed after not selling. Now, I was checking it out myself, but it was just uh, $99.5 million over my budget. 
The New York Post reported that the home was removed by Bronson last month without attempting to lower the hefty price tag. Of course, if he ever makes a comeback as James Bond, he can star in The Offer Is Not Enough. Patriots have cut star quarterback Cam Newton from their roster. Cam says he doesn't mind leaving the Patriots because the team sucks without Tom Brady anyway. An Afghan interpreter who wants to help rescue Joe Biden after his helicopter was forced to land in Afghanistan back in 2008 now has been left behind in the country by President Joe Biden. It's too bad, you know, because after listening to Biden mumble his way through speeches these days, he could use an interpreter more than ever. Of course, the way Biden mumbles, he's a real sex symbol now, according to that survey I told you about. In a new poll, 60% of Americans say the U.S. has seriously gone off the wrong track. Well, then again, according to the election numbers, that 60% is really nothing compared to the other 190% of Americans who voted for Joe Biden. And according to a new survey of 2,000 American women over the age of 30, women feel most confident and comfortable in their skin at age 32. So it sounds like 32 might be the age where you conceive uh, you, you where you could conceive a woman to 69. Yeah. Additionally, 45% feel more settled in their life. 35% are more likely to embrace the changes in their looks as they grow older. Ladies, you know, they age like fine wine, you know, whereas most men age like that cheap junk you find in the bargain bin at Total Wine. History buffs in New York staged a reenactment of the Revolutionary War Battle of Brooklyn, which included demonstrations of cannons and muskets being fired in the air. All in all, it was the most misshot scene in Brooklyn since the Nets were in the playoffs. China is limiting its teenagers, as I said, to just three hours of video games per week, which means soon we'll dominate them at the battlefield video games and they'll dominate us on the actual battlefield. A social media influencer was attempting to post a video of herself doing yoga on a beach in the Bahamas when she was bitten by a lizard. That's how it works in the social media game. You just put yourself out there and see if anybody bites. Though The woman said that she washed the wound off in the ocean and then told her doctor that she's fine. She never actually went to the doctor. He just commented on her Instagram. Dang, girl, you fine. Bill Belichick says the Patriots did not cut Cam, quarterback Cam Newton because of his vaccination status. Of course, personally, I don't believe it because between Randy Moss and Chad Johnson and Aaron Hernandez, the Patriots have had a long history of always taking pricks. President Joe Biden approved a major disaster declaration for North Dakota due to the severe storms and flooding. Dude needs to issue one for the Oval Office next. FEMA says the assistance has been made available to North Dakota to supplement state, tribal, and local recovery efforts. Of course, this is really fantastic news for the nine permanent residents of that state. According to the United Nations World Food Program, one-third of Afghanistan is facing food insecurity amid the Taliban takeover. This is where Afghans will really miss Trump the most, you know, because he would have made sure they had plenty of Big Macs and fries. Of course, in an effort to address the impending crisis, the WFP executive director, David Beasley, told Fox News his organization is looking to raise $200 million by the end of 2021. And knowing how most charitable organizations handle money, the Afghan people should look forward to seeing at least a couple of million of that.
A new survey of 2,000 Americans finds that most people don't want the summer to end, and just one in five people consider the autumnal equinox the end of the season. I know many men will miss barbecuing, because with ongoing limitations and restrictions due to COVID, grilling is the most action their wieners got all year. It was conducted by one poll on behalf of Chinet. Researchers found that half of the Americans even admit that they felt sad at the thought of summer ending, which is no surprise since it's the season people look forward to the most. But that sadness will go away, and then everybody will go back to just feeling miserable every time they turn on the news. Newark Liberty International Airport canceled hundreds of flights as the travel hub dealt with the flooding that was caused by the remnants of Hurricane Ida. So I guess if you're trying to get to Newark, you just got to get there the old-fashioned way, you know, through bad luck and poor choices. I mean, I really feel terrible for the people who are trying to get out of Newark. I mean, this is worse than being left behind in Afghanistan. After Hurricane Ida also pounded New York City, the subway systems and streets there were completely flooded. And, uh, you know, for once it was with water instead of urine. It was really a wild scene, though, in the city. Garbage everywhere, human waste, needles all over the place. And then the flood happened. And Russia is completely or is currently hosting the annual International Military Music Festival featuring military marching bands playing traditional songs from around the world. But America didn't participate because, well, our marching band couldn't figure out how to play WAP on the trombone. The first trailer for Netflix's Red Notice has arrived, teasing the streamer's explosive blockbuster. This is more than welcomed, by, because normally in November, the only thing that's explosive is your butt after too much Thanksgiving dinner. Well, it stars Gal Gadot, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The film is going to follow Johnson's FBI agent, who is adept at training, tracking those high-profile criminals. So I guess he's going to hunt down every producer in Hollywood. Kanye West cheated on Kim Kardashian after she welcomed their first two kids. And it's the inspiration for his new song, Hurricane. Much like Kim's big butt, Kanye had a hard time keeping it in his pants. General manager of the New York Mets has been charged with driving drunk and now could be in danger of losing his job with the team, which is why he's requesting that none of the Mets players go to bat for him. The federal unemployment bonuses enacted for COVID have officially ended. Now, the only people being paid not to work are members of Congress. And according to a new survey, 2,000 Americans, 4 in 10 people admitted they got less joy out of a vacation as an adult. 47% stated that packing is one of the least enjoyable parts. I, I guarantee you that 47% were men who had to help their wives get the check-in bag under 50 pounds, you know? 51% of the respondents said that taking a vacation as a grown-up means stressing out about covering the costs. Yeah, 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 you know, you know, well, you want to plan a vacation to Jamaica, but then you look at your bank account and realize you can only afford Jamaica Queens. And in a new survey, 82% of people said coronavirus did not impact their Labor Day plans. That's because most people's Labor Day plans were already to stay home, do nothing, and avoid contact with strangers. And the Satanic Temple, a religious group based in Salem, Massachusetts, has joined the backlash against the new abortion law in Texas, which makes sense because, you know, they would have been, they, would, they, they really would have been so upset if Rosemary's baby had been aborted, you know. 
An organization lobbied the FDA to provide abortion pills to its Texas members, arguing that it qualifies as an exemption as a faith-based group that supports the procedure. But the FDA just told them to go to hell. An Afghan doctor and humanitarian whose life's work was upended by the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan is warning that his homeland could become a hive of human rights abuses. He said, it's so bad that it feels like President Biden is in charge of the country. The doctor stated that he and his family were beaten by the Taliban on multiple attempts to reach Kabul's airport before the final U.S. plane left, which is kind of odd, you know, because these days most beatings take place on the plane. And finally, a new report reveals Tom Brady contracted COVID-19 after the Super Bowl. And then, as usual, he beat it by seven in the fourth quarter. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. And now, this week's Genius Award. And we got this week's Genius Awards going to this person. After stealing armfuls of clothing from a Tommy Hilfinger store, 23-year-old Ramira Johnson and a female sidekick ran out an emergency exit and fled in a Cadillac Escalade driven by a male accomplice. Following an alert issued for the SUV, a cop pulled over the vehicle two hours after the heist at an outlet mall in Orlando, Florida. Inside the getaway car, police found four Tommy Hilfinger shopping bags full of clothes. The investigators estimated that the stolen merchandise, which still had anti-theft sensors in place, was worth probably in excess of 750 bucks. In addition to the garments and the shopping bags, cops also noticed that Johnson and 26-year-old Kella Hoffman were both wearing Tommy Hilfinger shirts. Johnson's essential logo polo actually still had the Hilfinger hang tag and 59.99 price tag attached to the collar. Johnson reportedly confessed to the Hillfinger theft, claiming that Hoffman ordered her 50 bucks to participate in the retail larceny. Uh, Hoffman declined to answer questions about the theft. 50-year-old driver Frank Germain told the cops that he was paid to pick up the women and drive them for the afternoon. While acknowledging that he saw the merchandise in the SUV, Germain said, he didn't question it. Johnson, Huffman, and Germain were all arrested and charged with burglary, th grand theft, and retail theft. All of them were felonies. Of course, this really wasn't the smartest move on their part. You know, I mean, the only thing worse than their decision-making skills is their poor taste in clothing. Of course, I guess that she didn't really have any cash to buy Tommy Hilfinger, although most of us only purchased that brand off the sale rack using Kohl's cash. And then there's this. Police have arrested a man they say committed several acts of arson at multiple Arizona Circle K locations. Police arrested 61-year-old Dennis Ray Barrett after he allegedly set fire to trash cans inside three different Circle K stores in the Phoenix area. Investigators believe he set the fires to create a distraction so he could steal alcohol. Barrett uh, reportedly set fire to a trash can inside a Circle K near 32nd Avenue. Police say surveillance footage recorded Barrett setting a fire, then running out of the store with stolen beer. He was able to leave while the cashier was distracted by the fire. Now, police say Barrett also used the same tactic at two Circle K locations on Southern Avenue. He reportedly set fires in trash cans inside each store, then fled with stolen beer while the cashiers were dealing with the fires. Barrett then returned 
to one of the Southern Avenue stores where he had reportedly stole the beer for a fourth time. But police said that he did not use fire as a distraction. And in each of these incidences, though, Barrett allegedly left the stores in a black Ford Edge. Police later learned that the car had been reported stolen. Barrett now is facing three counts of arson of an unoccupied structure and four counts of shoplifting. Jeez, the guy really wanted, went to great lengths to get snag some booze, you know? I mean, you could say this man was lit in more ways than one. I mean, it's so appropriate that he set fires to trash cans, mainly because, well, his life sounds like a complete dumpster fire. Or how about this one? Authorities in Randolph County, Missouri, searching for a woman who was mistaken for another inmate and wrongly released from jail. Sheriff Aaron Wilson said Ellen Gobble, who uh, was held in Randolph County Jail on charges of resisting arrest, burglary, drug possessions, and operating a vehicle without a license, looked almost identical to the inmate due for release who was asleep two cells away. He notes the two women have essentially the same hair color, the same eye color, the same height and weight. When a guard who was new on the job came to collect the other inmate, he mistook Goble for her. Goble had been moved out of her usual cell while it was being cleaned. Once the guard led Goble out of the cell, the 24-year-old then took matters into her own hands. Wilson says she committed identity theft by claiming to be the other inmate, then signed the woman's name during the checkout process. Staff only recognized the mistake when the other inmates told them that Goble had posed as someone else. Authorities are still searching for the woman. She's described as 5 feet 3 inches, 100 to 120 pounds, brown hair, brown eyes, and from Randolph County and she's still believed to be in the area. Wilson says that he expects her to be in custody soon. Meanwhile, though, the sheriff's office is saying that it's reviewing its policies and considering new ones to prevent a repeat embarrassment. <laughs> Got to be very humiliating for the state of Missouri, you know. I bet officers involved haven't felt this embarrassed since the last time they got caught going to a Royals game. <laughs> you know, It's incredible that they look so much alike and they were both incarcerated. I guess the saying that jailbirds of a feather flock together is pretty accurate. And what about this? A South Florida driver's attempt at getting some donuts took a turn for the worst when he left the drive-through without part of his order. The driver decided to back his car up and back into the drive-through lane when he went crashing through a window. It all happened at a Dunkin' Donuts in Plantation, Florida. Customers arriving later in the morning were not very happy to see that the restaurant had since been closed because of the damage. I think it's reckless. And as a result, now I have to find another Dunkin' and get to work in 20 minutes, said one customer, Rob Kennish. The crash happened about 4 o'clock in the morning as Hezekiah Orwali was behind the wheel of his Honda Accord. He says, it was a freak accident. I'm just shocked at the way it happened. Or while he said he had just picked up a dozen assorted donuts at the drive-thru for his fellow church members, but as he pulled away, he realized the cashier forgot to give him a bag. So instead of just driving around the whole building to go back through the drive-thru, he decided to back up to try to talk to her again, but because of the awkward angle, he said he misjudged the distance to the building. He says, I just reversed for a second, BAM! I had the glass I heard the glass door shatter. I heard screaming inside. Nobody was hurt in the crash, luckily, but his car only got some minor damage. However, the Dunkin' Donuts would still be closed until a technician can come to fix the glass. Of course, it's not every day you see a drive-through of a Dunkin' get destroyed, you know. I mean, after drinking their coffee, most of the damage is done usually in the bathroom. 
I mean, you know the Duncan's manager had to be furious, too. You know, he needed this like oh, he needed a donut hole to the head. Of course, you got to check this one out. I mean, I've seen some bad parking jobs in Miami in my day, but this one might top all of them. On the Gulf Coast of Florida, in Clearwater, a man was arrested after his Lexus RX350 was spotted dangling over the edge of a pier. Pictures on the agency's Facebook post shows the maroon hatchback, the driver door open, and its front portion dangling precariously over the edge. Officers are conducting a drunken driving investigation after the driver of this vehicle found a very unusual parking spot behind Pier House 60 on uh, Corona, uh, Corrado, Corando Drive, Corando Drive, I guess, wrote the department, which uh, made the arrest a few hours later. The driver was 38-year-old Matthew Adams of Bel Air Beach, and he's facing a charge of driving under the influence. But the commenters under the post could not help but throw out some bad driver jokes. Would love to be a fly on the wall when they call the insurance carrier. Whoopsie. Hate it when that happens. Was going to see if his car floats. <laughs> this has got to be one of the worst parking jobs I've seen, though. And he wasn't even an old bag trying to park in a handicapped spot, you know. I mean, of course, he had to be drunk to park like this. But to be fair, I mean, you have to be drunk constantly to forget that you even live in Clearwater. And you'll never believe this. A, an Illinois woman was busted for allegedly using a phony COVID-19 vaccine card with a glaring typo to travel to Hawaii. The card allegedly submitted online to Hawaiian authorities by 24-year-old Chloe Mrozak misspelled Moderna as Moderna with an A, according to court documents obtained by Hawaii News Now. Mrozak flew into Oahu, and state investigators were tipped off to the suspicious document. Investigators were initially unable to track down Mrozak because the hotel reservations that she left with the screeners turned out to be incorrect, according to court documents. But she was caught, though, when she returned to the airport to fly out. The fraudulent vaccine card claimed Mrozak was vaccinated in Delaware, but officials found no such record in the state. Mrozak now is being held on $2,000 bail on accusations that she falsified vaccine documents. Catch Bell Moderna, jail is now your fate. Your lion Hawaiian vacate didn't turn out great. I don't know. Call me crazy. Maybe you should just spell check before submitting fake documents. Of course, I don't blame her because, I mean, she is the product of Illinois schools. You know, I mean, she wanted to go to Hawaii to get laid, but now I guess that'll happen in jail. Okay, one more. When a naked man was spotted running through Lowe's Home Improvement, witnesses called Greenwood Police. He's 38-year-old Kelvin Lamont Cooper III, who was arrested and charged with indecent exposure. When officers arrived, they reported filing, uh, finding the man standing outside at a flower display, wearing only a towel to cover himself. He told officers he thought he was being followed by people who were threatening to kill him. The man told police he was hiding behind a post when he heard his pants begin to beep, 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 and he thought somebody had planted a bomb in his clothes. So he took off all of his clothes. When employees saw the naked man, well, they gave him a towel to cover himself. Police asked the man to dress, but he said he was not going to because he was afraid his clothes would explode. 
officers had to take him to a hospital for medical clearance before he was booked into the county jail. I was kind of surprised that he was wearing a, was was out near the flower display at Lowe's. You know, I mean, given that he was naked, I was expecting he would be near the wood. Hey, hey, Lowe's slogan, I guess. Now do it right for less. And he was certainly doing something while wearing a lot less. That's for sure. Anyway, yeah. if you want to check out the real-time updates and the links to some of these stupid stories, I put them in my Telegram channel. So check out Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. You can comment on what you uh, have, have heard there. You can you know, read and share the stories of stupidity with your friends. You can take a preview and download the app if you want to go to the website t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Uh, by the way, if you've ever thought that you may have done something really stupid, just listening to this podcast will improve your attitude, so be sure to share it with somebody who's feeling the same way. And besides this midweek bonus episode, we've got the weekend episode that comes every Saturday featuring Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew. We got more stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And we do a great round of insane game shows with all kinds of things you can play at home. So give it a shot, okay? And uh, by the way, you know stupidity is addicting. So just go ahead and hit that subscribe button on your uh, podcast player to get that stupid fix and get new episodes delivered every time they're published. And don't forget, this stuff is five-star stupidity, so it deserves a five-star rating. And, uh, you know, if you have to review the podcast, make it extra stupid, okay? Especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. You know, lie a little, embellish a little, make something up, I don't care. Just doing something like that would bring in more folks who will check out the podcast, okay? And I got one more final thought for you. Just remember, it's always better to work as part of a team so you have someone else to blame when things inevitably go wrong. I know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world, but you know, somebody has to actually go out and find them and write about them. So, there's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy and Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.